Welcome, and thank you for being on my podcast today. Today, we have a very special guest, um, Tristina Allen, and this is really somebody who I recognize as being a consistent um, advocate for Black rights and a consistent person in the community who is always on the front lines, uh, whether it be protesting or um, just generally speaking about things that are going on in the community. And so today we are really coming um, with this conversation in the middle of a very sensitive time for the community. And um, I just want you to kind of tell us a little bit about the work that you do, um, who you are, and just what's, what's your passion. Great, yeah. Um, as Rhea said, my name is Tristina. Um, the work that I do uh, kind of started back in 2014 uh, when there was a killing of John Crawford in Beaver Creek, uh, unjust killing of an unarmed Black man in Beaver Creek, Walmart. Um, I started my activism uh, and organizing, community organizing during that time and um, kind of have been doing it ever since. I kind of took a break um, between... 2017 and 2019 um, to actually work in government to see things on the other side um, of government. So I was working in county and city government. And then um, I just started working back on like political campaigns and getting back into activism. So my whole life pretty much has been to, uh, public service and community yeah that's what I love to do absolutely and we definitely thank you for that um and so speaking about just a little bit about what has been going on um in the community we have well one we're in the middle of a pandemic so <laughs> let's let's right away let's acknowledge that we are in the middle of a pandemic a worldwide pandemic where people are suffering and in the middle of this pandemic, we have um, definitely seen lives suffer at the hands of police brutality, um, yet again, Black men and Black women. And so first, I mean, mm -hmm. just how are you doing? I want to just do a general check-in. Like, what has been your initial reactions um, as all of this is happening? Oh, so first it's been happening. Um, I think that because we are in a pandemic, a lot of us, including myself, um, have been like laid off uh, from our jobs. So it's like we're at home. The only thing that we are in tuned with is like social mm -hmm. media. And so um, it has heightened the anxiety. It's it's heightened the exposure um, of the things that have been going on, such as police brutality. And so uh, people are fed up and we've been fed up. And so it's like, hey, we're at home. It's a pandemic anyway. So like, why not get out in the community and do something about it? Right. Absolutely. That is such a good point. And, you know, somebody pointed that out to me as well. Like people got time. Like. <laughs> 
you know, exactly. people have time. Yeah, yeah. People have time to be active. People have mm-hmm. time to be protesting all day and all night. And so it's, you know, it's almost like, wow, in the middle of this pandemic, people have to be dealing with this. And, you know, people are able to find ways to be active in the community while all of this is going on. And be exactly. consistent with it, you know, um, and not have to worry about, you know, going to work and all the responsibilities that we have on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. we got time. <laughs> it's so yeah, exactly. And I, I do want to acknowledge the people who, especially the uh, black and brown people who have been having to go to work during this time which has also been difficult so I didn't want to leave them out um that is a lot to carry into work and hold you know carry as a whole and so we definitely Mm -hmm. acknowledge that um so you are currently in the city of Dayton and so what has been your experience in your current location kind of what's going on on the ground where you are Great. Yeah, there's a lot going on on the ground. Um, I think our biggest protest sparked up this past Saturday. Um, The the narrative that is being painted like on the news and what's actually happening on the ground are so different. Um, And it's it's really crazy. And I think that's why I, I find myself um, recording everything because people are like, if you're really people, people have asked me to like, if you're really out there protesting, doing all this, why do you got to record everything? Uh, well, when we record things, we have mm-hmm. proof and things get done about it. So um, that's kind of been my role currently um, trying to stay unbiased, but um, yeah, there's a lot happening on the ground from angry, from an angry and upset community to um, white allies who want to be there for us, but kind of overstep their boundaries. <laughs> and then you have those people who just want anarchy. And so having all three of those like entities together and groups of people, it has been a lot. And um, yeah, just a lot to process and a lot to figure out. Yeah, I can definitely say um, the images and and the, the narrative that they are painting of the protests on social media, um, or just, I guess, on the news, I should say, um, or yeah. more so on the news, it definitely has not been my experience. Um, I was able to attend the protests here in Houston, Texas um, yesterday. And it, mm-hmm. it was definitely just a lot of emotion. Um, you know, people are hurt. Um, but, you know, I was also able to see, like, everybody had a role. Like, it was just so interesting. Like, everybody had a role. Like, there were people down there selling water, not selling, but handing out waters. Mm-hmm. Um, there were people yeah. handing out masks and hand sanitizer. There's people who are speaking. There's people who, you know, people have their signs. People have, um, there are people down there collecting trash. Like, 
yeah, you know, yeah. there was not nothing on the ground. Like, you know, it was truly, you know, a peaceful protest and a protest that is, you know, about the people and about the, the issues going on. And so I wish that a lot more of that was being shown on the news for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. And that's uh, pretty similar to what's been happening here in Dayton. Um, like you said, everyone has a role. We literally had people who just brought um, milk and like uh, baking soda, water, things like that for the protesters. Um, we were getting tear gas so much and mace and things like that. And so there were literally just people there to uh, make sure our well-being was taken care of, people passing out first aid kits. Um, but all in all, like you were saying, it shows um, really a sense of community. Yeah, so. absolutely. I'm definitely proud of that. Um, and so I want to kind of know just a little bit about your personal activism. How, if you had to describe your activism in three words, how would you describe it? How do you express your activism? Well, oh gosh, three words. <laughs> um presence pride and love mm. can you talk a little bit about why you chose those yeah so presence um I've always told people even at my jobs like I'm an in-person type of person and uh there's a part about me in which I like being in the midst of my community, like I have to be there and I have to experience it to make it real to me. Um, so that's the presence part and just being able to stand in solidarity with uh, what is going on and letting people know, like, I see you physically <laughs> as well. Um, and then pride, really just culture. Um, people this these protests have brought together so many different cultures and groups of people that you would never mm. think um it would and you realize actually how smaller the world is when we come together it doesn't have to be like this huge place where there's confusion and misinformation and like where, where there's no unity yeah. It's 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 together and we're able to bring our cultural pride, our pride within ourselves as individuals, whether it's race, gender, uh, what we identify with, you know, bring that together and like do something about it. And then uh, love pretty much explains itself. We have to do everything out yeah. of love um, and understand. Yeah, we're hurt we're angry but at the end of the day like we're doing this because we actually care we actually love people we love the world we want to see it go like in a different direction so it's um very important to make sure that message of love is spread yeah I like that I can definitely I, I resonate with that for sure um you know at the end of the day love is at the center of all of this um and so we we have to make sure that message is received. Um, yeah. So knowing the way that you 
express your own activism. You know, it's a lot going on. There's, I mean, social media is a complete force right now. And people are wondering, you know, how, how can I be helpful during this time? What can I do? What should I be doing? Am I doing enough? Um, I think I can definitely see that there is a lot of imposter syndrome, even in activism um, Mm -hmm. during times like this. So how would you encourage others to kind of figure out how to express their own activism? Great. I love that question. So activism, everyone isn't going to be like on the front lines. I'm that type of person. Um, However, I believe that people, whatever your craft is, if it's singing and you want to write a song about what's going on, if it's art, you want to paint or draw pictures of maybe the lives who have been lost, you know, to police brutality or send a message. Um, If it's activism, get out on the front lines. Uh, There's so many like different ways. Maybe people haven't found their niche. Maybe they haven't found their craft doing something as simple as donating, Mm -hmm. like we were saying earlier, food, water, milk, first aid. If you're a doctor and you can you know, help people if they're injured during a protest, like be there. Um, it, it really just depends what people's craft is. And um, yeah, I really want to kind of condone what you were saying, the imposter <laughs> <laughs> syndrome, where we're like, you know, pointing the finger like, oh, you didn't go to a protest. You're not really down for the people. Like, no, first of all, self-care is so important during this time, Um, especially for people of color, because it's like we're fighting the fight and we also have to go back to our regular lives, um, which is very different from our allies. It's like they're fighting the fight on behalf of us, but it doesn't exactly have to affect them in their Mm -hmm. everyday lives. So um, again, like it, it really just spreading love like that if you can't do anything else spread love and positivity and uplift the people that you see and know who are trying to help in their own way but in no way should you like point the finger place the blame or um you know be accusatory and mean to people (laughs) because they're not doing things the way you think they should do it right absolutely um definitely I think I would also say you know what is in your control like though that is a question that I think should always be asked during this times so like you said you can donate you can you know take waters you can take um first aid um you know you can think about those little places where you can be helpful um, in, in, during this sensitive time. And there's, there's so like, you never know what people may need. You never know um, how the smallest act of just kindness can go a long way. And so mm-hmm. I think, like you said, thinking about spreading love and positivity and just the, the places where, you know, we can really control our impact um that is that is what's going to be most impactful mm-hmm. so i want to know just a little bit about um 
what has it been like for you being a black woman specifically on the front lines? Oh, it's, oh man, it's, it's been, it's always been rough. Um, I'll start by saying sometimes uh, having white allies is difficult because um, they tend not to realize that they're drowning. They're trying to help, but they're drowning out the voices of the people this tra- these tragedies are affecting. Okay. And so as a Black woman, um, we're already kind of shut out. And so that has been difficult being able to voice that to our allies where we know you're trying to help, but also not come off as like this angry person. Um, and then having voices drawn it out by our other black men. Um, Dayton, I would say is very patriarchal. And so um, the city, they really they do a great job of of uplifting like um african-american males um and we still have some progress for the black women and so um seeing like behind the scenes we are the ones who are like pushing and running and organizing and making sure all the pieces to the puzzle are put together and then um people only acknowledging things that are happening with, you know, black men, we just always have to reiterate and kind of be the bug in the ear to be like, Hey, like this is affecting black women too. This is affecting trans women. This is affecting like everyone. So just kind of having to be a voice for everyone while we're sometimes left out. So, yeah. And so what do you think that can be done just about the invisibility of our voices during this time? Um, because that's really what it is. It becomes, you know, like you said, Black women making sure that we're organizing and putting all the pieces together and then voice get, the voices get lost. Um, and so what are some ways that we can amplify black women's voices during this time uh well i think what you're doing now um is a great way it's it's kind of like you almost have to single them out because there's not that many of us (laughs) but there's enough of us and so um just I've never been a person who cares about like recognition. I do what I do because that's what I love doing. However, sometimes it's important not only for us, but for other young black women and other black women in general to see them and see that, hey, I can be a part of this movement and have an impact and make a difference. And so I think, um, the community, people like you being able to highlight some of the things that we are doing um, that kind of go unrecognized is a great way to start. Yeah, absolutely. I will also say using, you know, your individual platform. Um, So 
whether it's like your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook, whatever the case may be, um, like you said, Tristina, like that recognition is important. Um, and so repost, repost, repost. Like right. I cannot stress that <laughs> enough. Like repost, you know, if you can't find the words, if you see somebody who found the words, repost. Um, yes. And, and spread the mm-hmm. message, spread the message, spread the work that's being done, the contributions that are being made um, and, and say their names as well. You know, women who are, you know, involved in um, these contributions and the women who are being affected um, by the things that are going on um, because the voices are getting lost. The story is getting lost. And honestly, like our storytelling, I feel is, is on us. Um, and mm-hmm. so we, we have to be a part of making sure that, you know, this is being archived effectively and um, that people are being supported effectively. Yeah. So I, I agree with you there all the way. Um, so my last question for you is, what is one thing that you have learned um, throughout this this time? Or what is one aha moment from something that maybe you've read or you've seen or something that you've heard? <sighs> I want to say don't believe <laughs> what you hear and sometimes don't believe what you see Mm. um because even what you see isn't the actual reality of it and being amongst like I used to travel literally United States um doing protests teaching people how to peacefully protest how to deal with agitators how to deal with police um and every city has their own story Mm -hmm. um someone from columbus might come to dayton and say this was complete anarchy and they don't get what's going on but if you're not there to educate yourself and know the history of where you're at and this built up you know frustration from the community um you shouldn't really say much so I I know I said things aren't what they see they aren't like don't believe everything you see don't believe everything you hear but all in all I would say if you don't have something productive to say don't say it at all and be counterproductive absolutely I like what you said about um you know not know like it's important to know the history that a city has um, with its people. Um, I think that just being mindful about, you know, when you step into a place, educating yourself on um, the relationship that the city has with its people, what, you know, what has really gone on here. Mm-hmm. There's so many stories that we miss um, and, and, you know, just historically in the way that the news and media reports things there's so many things that we miss and that we find out later and um and so just being mindful about you know when you're stepping into a new place and when you're seeing something on the tv like you said you know we can't pass judgment on reactions and and opinions of the people yeah 
So I thank you for sharing that. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me with this conversation today. Um, I thank you for the work that you, you know, have continuously done in the community and your sharing your activism story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wish you so much love and light during this time because it is it is a lot um, and it's a lot to carry. And so, you know, I'm just hoping that you are taking care of yourself. And I thank you for speaking with me today. No problem. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Rhea. Thank you. Um, and I want to dedicate this episode to um, Ayana Dior. This story, I, it, I woke up this morning and it was just on my heart. Um, Ayana Dior is a Black trans woman um, who was beaten by a mob in Minnesota. And I want to dedicate this episode to her um, as a reminder that when we are protesting and calling for change and just expressing our activism that black trans lives and all members of the LGBTQA plus community are included in that fight. Yeah. Um, so this episode is dedicated to Ayana Dior. Um, we see you, we see you. Um, and this is on us and we have to do better. So there will be a link to donate um, in this description. Um, in terms of Dayton, do you have any resources for people to stay connected? How do you personally stay connected and knowledgeable about what's going uh-huh. on? Yeah, so in Dayton, um, oh, there's a lot. Um, at least at this time, a lot of the resources we're sending out are for protesters who like are getting arrested um, or need funds and stuff like that. So um, there's a fund that Dayton protesters created. It's called Racial Injustice Fund. Um, and that's basically raising money to bail out and handle like court costs and things like that. There's also a statewide um, organization called Bailout Project. Um, and basically, if you go type in Bailout Project in Google, um, and you can specify it to like your different, your individual city. And they also help with things like that. Um, again, people power, donating resources, water, first aid, all that good stuff. Um, also for any allies listening and people in general, just don't say silent. Silence is violence. And that's one thing that we always chant, um, in our protests. So it's like, everyone has a responsibility to say something, post something, um, and do mm-hmm. something about it and spread awareness. So that's that's really a way of helping. Um, also, uh, so people to get connected with or organizations in Dayton that are really on the ground at this time, there's uh, Black Lives Matter Miami Valley. You can uh, find them on Facebook. Um, the president of Dayton Young Black Professionals, her name is Deja Demings. Um, if you type in Dayton Young Black Professionals on Facebook, you can also find that and Google her name. Um, the Dayton Black Panther Party uh, has been doing great work. Uh, the person over that, his name is Donald Dominic. And I can send you this information. If you Absolutely. Um, and then also staying up to date with our mayor, Mayor Nan Whaley. Um, today, she just released a five-point plan for uh, community and police relations. And it's our job as a community to hold 
our elected officials accountable for those things. So staying up to date with your current, you know, um, city government. Absolutely, yes. And if you haven't already, vote. Um, yes. <laughs> and knowledgeable about, you know, when is voting and what's going on. I know anytime lately, here lately, when it's time to vote, I'm hitting up Tristina like, okay, yes. <laughs> what do I need to do? Where, you know, what, what is really going on? So um, it's hard to stay connected with so much, like, information being thrown at you about what's going mm-hmm. on. And so if you yourself hasn't created kind of those structures around staying knowledgeable, find a point person, somebody that you trust um, to kind of fuel that energy through and fuel that information through, um, so that you can stay connected about the political side of what's going on and the action steps that we have to take as citizens um, to ensure that we are you know, walking towards um, a better future for our people. Yeah. And then one last thing, the census, the 2020 census. So important, so important because the communities that get drowned out the most are our African-American minority communities. And so um, we'll, we'll be doing special projects on the ground this summer up until October, making sure that we're getting, our people out there to complete the census so that their voices are heard. And um, that's, that's how we get resources to our city. So it's very important. That's important. We have to be tuned into this, um, you know, political number side of things. Um, It's it's We have to be. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all those resources and those will be linked in the description of this episode. Awesome. Um, and so I just want to thank you one more time um, for 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 joining me today. And, you know, I hope that this really reaches, you know, folks and is some source of, you know, information for folks during this sensitive time. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Maria. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, you know, my, oh, you know, my, oh, you know, my.